But do you actually need a blog to sell digital products? Find out today. You are listening to the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast, where we feature everyday rebel women just like you, who are taking charge of their life and creating a path to financial freedom by building a business online. I'm your host, Eden Freed, and it's time to build your empire. Rebels, welcome back for another episode of Rebel Boss Ladies. Today's podcast episode is a solo episode. It is me and me and you and me today, (laughs) just us. And today we're talking about a topic that is something that comes up very, very often. And so I knew when I was asked this question for the millionth time that I probably should dedicate an entire episode to just talking about this particular question, okay? So today we are talking about whether or not you actually need an active blog in order to successfully sell digital products online. Big question. I bet you have asked this question yourself before. Uh, Maybe you've even, I don't know, maybe you've debated it internally. I know that I encounter lots of people who have debated this before. So we're talking about it today. This is going to be a quick episode. I'm going to address the uh, this topic of whether or not you actually need a blog, and I'm going to teach you guys some things, and we'll be in and out of here in probably about 15 minutes or so. Don't forget to subscribe to the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast and to leave us a review on iTunes, especially if you've never left us a review before. We haven't heard from you, and I want to know what you think. So go ahead, leave us a review, and you just might find yourself the lucky, lucky winner of an Amazon gift card. We are raffling off a gift card to one of our reviewers once we reach our next 50 reviews. So definitely head on over there and leave us that review. It's going to take you just a second or two. I'd also love it if you take a second to pause this podcast, take a screenshot if you're listening, and share it on Instagram. And you know what? You can even do this at the end of the episode. (laughs) I always hesitate to say it like that because I feel like if I tell you to do it at the end of the episode, you're going to forget. But this might be a controversial topic. This episode might have some heated debates, and I want to know what you think. So after you listen, after you hear my opinion and my advice to you, go ahead and share that screenshot, tag me, and tell me what you think. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? I don't know. Just just spill the beans with me so I can know what is going on in that brain of yours. All right, enough housekeeping. Let's get to the episode. Do you really need an active blog to sell a digital product? This is often one of the very first questions that I'm asked when someone joins Rebel Boss University or is in the process of considering whether or not Rebel Boss University is right for them. For those of you who aren't familiar, Rebel Boss U is my membership site for product creators and for aspiring product creators. It contains a 90-day roadmap to create and launch your very first digital product or your second digital product or revamp one of your failed product launches. So there was a big surge in blogging a few years back, and it kind of feels like all of a sudden people just stopped valuing blogs somewhere along the way. I'm not sure if you feel the same way or if you've noticed it too, but 
I know from my personal experience and um, from the from the experience of a lot of people who have kind of been around the block more than once um, or who have been around for quite some time at least a few years blogging used to be really big people used to produce blog content on the regular <laughs> every week um, oftentimes multiple times per week sometimes every single day definitely at least once or twice a month so there was this big surge in blogging and it just i don't know it just isn't really there anymore um, no one really wants to write them anymore no one regularly creates them anymore it kind of feels like the world of bloggers just hit a really big stone wall and then just I don't know, stopped. <laughs> and I am certainly no exception to that. I used to consistently create new relevant blog content every single week without fail. And actually, to be completely honest with you, there was a time where I was creating content every single day, although even in the blogging surge, as I'm going to call it, I really didn't need to be creating content every single day. It was just something I thought I should be doing. And that should be, I'm putting that in air quotes, it's just a dangerous, dangerous thing. <laughs> Anytime you think you should be doing something, you have to ask yourself, do you really have to be doing it or do you just think you should be doing it? Anyway, I digress. So uh, I did. I used to consistently create that new blog content and push it out there until eventually I hit a wall. I just couldn't bring myself to do it anymore. It was classic blogger burnout. Um, it was a terrible, terrible time because, again, I felt like I should be producing all of this content on my blog. I'm a blogger. I should be getting stuff out there to my people. But I just, I don't know, I hit a huge wall. I didn't want to do it anymore and it just felt really bad. So I didn't force myself back into the routine because I just never got over it. I never got over that blogger burnout and I felt like everyone else kind of was in that same rut too. And nobody really wanted to be producing content um, via their blog anymore. At least it felt like that to me in my world. And so guess what? I never went back to blogging. I never went back to regularly pro uh, producing blog content and I never looked back. And it's funny because for the longest time I called myself a blogger. And actually, if I'm being completely on honest with you guys, I went through this sort of mini identity crisis uh, because... First of all, can you even be a blogger without writing new blogs? Big question mark there. <laughs> Probably not, right? Like you can't call yourself a blogger if you are not producing blogs, right? Um, so right about then is when I developed a hate-hate relationship with the term blogger anyway. I never loved the term blogger because I felt like anytime I said, hey, I, um, I run a blog to people who are not in this online marketing space, they just looked at me like, okay, well, but what do you do for money? <laughs> they just kind of stared at me with a, a blank face like, what do you do though? Like, that's your hobby, but what do you do? People have weird conceptions of what bloggers are in their heads. Um, you know, people think blogger and they think, oh, you're a mommy blogger. But at the time, I was not a mommy. <laughs> I didn't have any kids. So, you know, what's what am I? Like, what am I doing with this blog? Um, so at the same time, I also felt like blogging didn't really cover the gist of what I was doing online and the work that I was putting in. I was creating products. I was developing sales funnels. I was doing a crap ton of online marketing. And online marketing 
is not blogging. You know, blogging might be a component of online marketing, but online marketing is not exclusively blogging. There is so much more to what online marketing entails. So I ditched the title of blogging and I fully embraced the term online marketer and product coach because guess what? That's what I am and it better fits me. And I felt like I was stuck in this title and this label of blogger and it just did not explain the power of what I was doing. So anyway, back to the topic of uh, will with with the blogging burnout, <laughs> with the the death of blogging, as we say, do you actually need to have a blog in order to sell a digital product? And to bring all of that together, my my big answer for you guys is no. You absolutely do not need to have a blog to sell a product. You you just don't have to have it. I mean, if you have one and it's and you enjoy it and it works for you, that is exceptional. That's amazing. Keep doing it. But guess what? I've seen Etsy sellers do well without even having websites of their own. There are people on Creative Market who have mastered the algorithm and have done exceptionally well without blogs whatsoever. There are Instagram influencers selling products directly through their Instagram direct messages. They don't have a blog to speak of. There are people with what seems like endless flows of cash who are selling digital products by investing heavily in advertisements on social media. And guess what? You don't have to have a blog in order to do that either. I've seen people sell directly to their email list without having blogs either. There are tons of ways to sell without a blog. Now here is the thing you guys, while you don't need to have a blog, it's recommended, I am personally recommending to you that you have some kind of content to nurture your audience, okay? So sure, you may not need to have a weekly blog or even a monthly blog or a blog at all, but you do need to nurture your audience. Now, is this a requirement? I mean, I guess not. I guess you don't have to have content in order to nurture your audience, but I promise you it's gonna make your life way easier and it's going to increase your conversion rates. So one of the best ways to nurture your audience is with content. Okay, what is content? Content is anything. Content can be anything. Maybe you do Facebook Live tutorials or trainings. Maybe you regularly spend time on Instagram stories or IGTV and that's your content. Maybe you regularly create email subscriber only content. Maybe you have a YouTube channel and that's your content. Maybe you have a podcast and that's your content. That's mine, you guys. The point is content can take many forms. A blog is just a form of content content so you don't have to have a blog at all you just need to have some kind of content okay so you don't need to regularly publish a traditional blog post in order to nurture your audience enough um, that one day they'll be ready to buy as long as you have something else that you are doing that's nurturing your audience okay so big moral here is that content nurtures your audience and attracts your audience okay um, so maybe you already have an existing audience and the, the content you're creating is nurturing them so they're going to be ready to buy, but it also pulls people in. It magnetizes people over to you. 
Again, quality content does way more than just nurture your leads. It attracts those leads to you, okay? And as a product seller, you want to constantly be bringing in a steady flow of new leads who will be interested in buying your products. Uh, because one of these big, the, the biggest worry that I get from a lot of my new students is, well, I feel like I've already burnt out my existing audience. I feel like um, I've already exhausted my launch efforts with them and, you know, they're just the people who were going to buy bought and the people who aren't going to buy are just not going to buy. Um, so I need new people, okay? And that's where content comes in. Content's going to help you attract new people so that you can get those new people nurtured and ready to buy from you. So without that steady flow of new people, you're going to eventually burn out your existing audience. We all need new people. So regularly or even somewhat regularly creating content is going to help ensure that you are doing everything in your power to attract those potential buyers to you. And guess what? Another thing that content will do is it's going to hook your audience. If you're creating great content in whatever format you prefer, you're going to hook that audience into sticking around. It's going to give you this really golden opportunity to get them on your email list. And obviously, I said the buzzwords email list, so you're going to ask me this question. Uh, do I need an email list, Eden? And I guess you don't need an audience or you don't need an email list, excuse me. Um, but why would you not want one? Big question mark again. You'd be absolutely crazy to not have an email list. In this day and age where social media rules the world and changes their algorithms more than you change a newborn's clothing... Um, or I eat ice cream. Those are both things that happen very frequently, you guys. You should know that you should not have all of your eggs in one basket, especially not in one social media basket. Your email list is your own. It protects you. Think of it as like a business insurance policy. And beyond just that, email lists are great places to sell. If you are nurturing your subscribers, they are going to listen to you when you sell to them, especially if the product that you're selling is one that's going to solve a very real and painful problem in their lives. Now, here's another great thing about content. It can be repurposed. I always recommend that you choose one form of pillar content. So this is the big piece of content that you create somewhat regularly. And again, that can take many different formats. So for me, my pillar content is this podcast. I have a new podcast come out every single week when I'm in a particular season. Other people publish blogs. Other folks do regular social media trainings. Um, again, I follow a home decor blogger whose regular content is videos of her decorating her house, <laughs> like the complete G that she is because I'm in complete awe of people who have the eye for home decor anyway. Um, the best part of pillar content is that once you create it, you get to turn it into a million different pieces of content. Honestly, I could dedicate an entire training to this topic alone of repurposing content, and, and perhaps I'll do that if there's interest. But the, for the sake of brevity and clarity, I'm going to give you a general idea of what I mean. So I record my podcast episode, and then that is transcribed into a blog post. So that's already two pieces of content, podcast, blog. From there, an email about the episode is drafted to my email list. So that's my third piece of content. And social media graphics about the podcast 
with nuggets of wisdom from the podcast interviewee are created. So that's my fourth piece of content. And those are scheduled to be shared out on social media. So suddenly I've taken one piece of content and I've repurposed it into a variety of different formats so that I'm able to reach as wide an audience as possible with the least amount of work as possible. Because guess what? We are busy. We have a thousand things to do on any given day, in any given week, in any given month. So why do more work than you need to? Do one thing and turn it into a million other things so that you don't have to spend so much time just creating and creating and creating. Create one really good thing and repurpose it in a thousand different ways. I'm all for efficiency and for squeezing as much juice out of something as possible. Why toss the lemon when you can still use the rind? You know what I mean? So what's the big moral of the story here? Big moral, you don't need blog content, but you should have some kind of content strategy for you to employ, whatever that looks like for you. And it doesn't need to be painful because even just one type of content, again, can be morphed into many other types. So create the kind of content that feels really good for you. And if blogging is not what feels good for you, break the rules, be a rebel, make what feels fun for you and what's right for your audience. You're still going to be able to have success with sales. And arguably, if you're making the kind of content that you prefer, your success with sales will only increase, okay? Audience members tend to be able to tell when we're doing something we love because we love it. Um, and forcing yourself to do something just because you feel like you need to, just there, it's, it's not going to be good, right? Like it's not going to sound good. It's not going to look good. And your audience will be able to tell that it's not good. So make what feels good for you. Again, be that rebel that you are embrace breaking the rules and happy content creating. Next time on Rebel Boss Ladies, you are going to learn how one woman earned $31,000 from tripwire product sales totally on autopilot in 2019. She calls it the easiest money she's ever made in her entire life and tells you exactly how she made it happen. You're not gonna wanna miss this one. Thanks again for tuning in today, Rebels. If you loved this episode, don't forget to leave us a review. Your support means everything to me. I'm your host, Eden Freed, and remember, keep kicking ass, keep putting in the work, and most importantly, keep showing up. We'll see you next time.